Welcome, everyone, to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine, the show that takes you on a culinary tour around the world. Today's topic will be nothing but fun, mind-blowing facts about Niagara Falls. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to blow your mind with fun facts about Canadian cuisine. So if you're only listening to the show to hear about the cuisine of Canada, just skip ahead to the end because we're going to start off by talking about fun facts about Niagara Falls. These are things you probably didn't know about Niagara Falls. Let's get started. Niagara Falls is a group of three waterfalls. So if you're sitting at home and you're always hearing about Niagara Falls, you probably don't know. A lot of people don't even know what that is. Uh, Niagara Falls is a group of three waterfalls spanning the border between the province of Ontario, Canada, and the state of New York in the USA. The largest of the three waterfalls is called Horseshoe Falls. And that spans on the border between Canada and the USA. Niagara Falls is famous for its beauty. But I bet you didn't know, and this is one of the fun facts, that Niagara Falls is a very valuable source for hydroelectric power. I was actually surprised to learn that. Niagara Falls gets roughly between 12 million and some people say 30 million visitors every year. How about that? And a big attraction to Niagara Falls that we are going to learn later in this episode is that it is the honeymoon capital of the world. And you're going to learn more about that later in the episode. A lot of people take their honeymoon to Niagara Falls. Now, how did Niagara Falls get created? How did that happen? Niagara Falls was formed when glaciers receded during the last ice age over 12,000 years ago. And water from the newly formed Great Lakes carved a path and route to the Atlantic Ocean. It is amazing to me that Niagara Falls formed because of the last ice age over 12,000 years ago. Much like last week's episode covering Big Big Ben and UK cuisine, there's a lot of technical fun facts about Niagara Falls in regards to measurements and depth and all that. I think that is boring. So I'm going to gloss over all that. I'm not even going to start. I'm not going to talk about the measurements or anything like that. We had the same issue in last week's episode about Big Ben. I'm choosing not to give those fun facts because I think they're boring. So we're just going to give fun facts uh, about, you know, simple things that everybody can understand. The amount of water flowing from Niagara Falls varies depending on the season. And that is because the hydroelectric plants have a lot to do with the water flowing from Niagara Falls. Now, you're probably sitting at home assuming that Niagara Falls is the 
biggest waterfall in the whole world. That's not true. Uh, they have won the largest waterfall world record, but that they are not the largest in the world. There are other places that they're the largest in North America, but not the world. Now, where does the name Niagara come from? The name Niagara comes from terminology that was used by Iroquois Indians that were native to that area. Uh, they believed that the falls were the home to the god of thunder, and thus they named it Niagara. And Niagara translates in Iroquois to thunder of water. So that's how Niagara Falls got its name. Niagara Falls has been a stage for many movies and TV shows. So if you're a movie buff or a TV enthusiast, you have seen Niagara Falls or saw movies and TV shows that talk about Niagara Falls. A couple of the movies are Superman, Pirates of the Caribbean, Bride of Chucky, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle TV series were all filmed at Niagara Falls. On March 29th of 1848, there was no water in Niagara Falls for 40 hours, and that was due to a weather issue. And a lot of people listening today who are around my age uh, remember that in 1990, magician David Copperfield performed one of his shows at Niagara Falls. And one of the magic tricks that he performed consisted of him falling from the top of Niagara Falls. And then magically, he appeared in a helicopter. And that was his magic trick. And that was in 1990. A lot of people my age probably remember that. Uh, there is a mix of people who jumped from the top of Niagara Falls. Some of them did it for fun, as, uh, as weird as that sounds. But some people did it to commit suicide. Uh, the most popular people that have jumped Niagara Falls and lived is in 1829. A gentleman by the name of Sam jumped from the top of of Niagara Falls from a trampoline. Now, I want everyone to just take a moment to let that sink in. In 1829, many, many years ago, a gentleman jumped off a trampoline from the top of Niagara Falls, and he actually lived and you're probably asking yourself, why would people jump Niagara Falls, like jump off the top of the falls? A lot of people do it for an adrenaline rush. I was surprised to read that. But there are many people who try to get an adrenaline rush by jumping Niagara Falls. A lot of people die that way. So I don't recommend it. Uh, keep in mind, there have been many deaths from people trying to jump Niagara Falls. But the gentleman named Sam who jumped off a trampoline actually lived. Uh, a lot of people have tried to simulate this act, uh, but they have failed and died. In 1901, a lady by the name of Annie went over the Niagara Falls in a barrel. 
And from my own personal experience, back in the late 90s, I was at Niagara Falls, and there's a place where you can simulate going over the falls in a barrel. It's a photo that they kind of Photoshop. Uh, but she survived, and she did that in 1901. And the reason that these are incredible feats is because statistics show that there is an incredibly low survival rate of people trying to jump over the falls. Now, let me give you something that's going to blow your mind. I want everyone to hold on to their chairs because this is probably one of the fun facts of the day. Every single year, yes, you heard me right, every single year, there is an average of 25 people who die trying to jump Niagara Falls. Think about that. Every year, 25 stupid people try to jump Niagara Falls, and they die. Some experts say that the entire Niagara Falls will disappear within the next couple thousand years. There's a lot of uh, environmental things going on at Niagara Falls, and some experts think that over the next few thousand years, it's going to just disappear, and it will no longer exist. Uh, As I said earlier, although Niagara Falls is not the largest waterfall in the world, it is the largest waterfall in North America. And we mentioned this earlier, but I got some stats to back it up. Niagara Falls is known as the honeymoon capital of the world. But when did this start? How did that become this way? All the way back in 1825, when the construction of the Erie Canal was completed, Niagara Falls became a honeymoon destination. And it is so popular for people spending their honeymoons that you can get a free, for free, certificate of honeymoon from the mayor of Niagara Falls. That is how popular it is for people to go on their honeymoon in Niagara Falls. Now, let me tell you how the trend started. In 1825, there was a wealthy, uh, wealthy couple They had tons of money. And that is where, and they spent it lavishly in Niagara Falls, and it kind of word spread from that. But it started from a wealthy couple uh, that went to Niagara Falls for their honeymoon and photos, etc. The Maid of the Mist, you heard me correct. If you're familiar, I wanted to say hello to all my great listeners in the Niagara Falls area. We have a lot of people in upstate New York that listen to this show. The Maid of the Mist is a popular ferry that goes from the U.S. to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. And the Maid and the Mist have been been doing the ferry since 1846. It is one of the most popular attractions for Niagara Falls because it gives people an up-close look at Niagara Falls. Now, let me tell you this, and I want everyone to pay attention, especially my great listeners up in the Niagara Falls area. Both the Canadian side and the U.S. side of Niagara Falls will levy heavy fines 
for people who try to do stunts at the falls. As I mentioned earlier, 25 people a year die from trying to jump Niagara Falls. So if you're going to do a stupid stunt at Niagara Falls, you will get a fine by both the U.S. and Canada, depending on which side you try your stunt. Now, here's something I found interesting from travelers who have traveled to Niagara Falls have said that fish have fallen from the sky when they are near the falls. And that's because the fish start off at the top of the falls and they fall down. And a lot of times the fish will land on people that are walking close to the waterfall. Niagara Falls is actually America's oldest state park. Now, that's something I bet you most of you didn't know. What happened was, all the way back in the 1800s, an activist said, Hey, Niagara Falls has been around for 12,000 years. Let's get the U.S. government to make it a state park so we can preserve it and make sure it's well taken care of. And today, Niagara Falls is America's oldest state park. And that is because of an activist all the way back in the 1800s. He, le- he uh, campaigned to get Niagara Falls to become a state park, and it did. So the government bought up the land and made it a state park. Here's another fun, here's another fun fact. Nikola Tesla, everyone knows Tesla, and George Westinghouse, everybody that has any kind of microwave, you know Westinghouse, are two very famous inventors, and they erected the world's first hydroelectric power plant at Niagara Falls all the way back in 1885. So two of the biggest inventors in America... In the last, you know, 100, 200 years or 500 years, they erected the first, the world's first hydroelectric power plant in Niagara Falls back in 1885. And that is Nikola Tesla and George Westinghouse. Here's another fun fact. Although Niagara Falls is a very beautiful scene in the winter, it does not totally freeze. So a lot of times you have water, you know, lakes or whatever that freeze up. Niagara Falls does not. Uh, in fact, in the winter, you get your best photos. But you do get icy bridges that will form below the water. So the entire falls do not freeze during the winter. But there are kind of glaciers and icebergs or whatever that do form. But the entire water does not freeze. Even to this day, there is still a steel barge that is stranded just a few meters above Niagara Falls. And that is still stranded to this day. The first person to describe Niagara Falls in depth was a priest. And he documented the experience at Niagara Falls all the way back In 1678. Now keep in mind as I'm giving you these facts. uh, Keep in mind that Niagara Falls has been there for over 12,000 years.
All right. And as I just said, Niagara Falls has been around for over 12,000 years. So what did people do before cameras existed? What did people do to document their experience before cameras existed? People at Niagara Falls, before cameras existed, it was very popular to have people sketching Niagara Falls with pen and paper. So before cameras came along, you took all the photos, pen and paper. A sketch using pen and paper was used to document the photos at Niagara Falls. If you're one of our world travelers planning to visit Niagara Falls, there is a tower called Skylon Tower, S-K-Y-L-O-N, and it goes 775 feet above Niagara Falls. And people say it's a great location to look at Niagara Falls. Here's, a, here's something you probably didn't know either. One of the largest butterfly conservatories in North America is located in Niagara Falls. How about that? The famous novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, which I'm sure everybody was taught in school, was partly inspired by a trip that the author made to Niagara Falls. Every evening, beginning at dusk, Niagara Falls becomes lit up, illuminated in multicolored lights. And people say it is a spectacular sight to see. And lots of photos are taken. Before the Statue of Liberty came into existence, and look at my Statue of Liberty show. I don't, I don't like to brag, but my Statue of Liberty show is fabulous. Uh, but before the Statue of Liberty, people would look at America as Niagara Falls being the symbol of freedom. Now, here's something. Listen, I don't want anyone getting injured from falling off their chair because of these fun facts. But this one was fascinating. Here it goes. The same guy that designed Central Park in New York. So the most famous park in the world, Central Park, the same guy that designed that, designed Niagara Falls State Park. The historic village of Lewiston, located near Niagara Falls, was the site of the first battle in the War of 1812. Niagara Falls State Park stretches out to over 400 acres. One of the oldest surviving United States flags, so one of the oldest surviving U.S. flags, is displayed at Old Fort Niagara. And it was captured by the British during the War of 1812. That flag is still at Niagara Falls. And as I tell you every single week, I do not like podcasts that go over 40 minutes. I fall asleep. So I try to keep all my episodes under 40 minutes. Go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, 
And this show does very well on Amazon Music. And I have 142 mind-blowing facts about 142 other locations around the world. Each week, I take a different location around the world, and I do six hours of research. And I give you fun facts about the location first, and then the cuisine. Now, I think we covered Niagara Falls. I think we did a great job. So let's start talking about the food of Canada. Canadian cuisine. Okay? Canadian cuisine. I'm going to give you some fun facts. The popular drink, White Claw, was invented in Canada. Canadian Living is a magazine. It is North America's second longest magazine in existence in regards to food. So the second largest food publication is called Canadian Living. It's the second longest food publication in existence in North America. Now, everyone that thinks of Canada thinks of maple syrup, okay? The sap that makes maple syrup can only be extracted in perfect climate conditions. So the temperatures have to be above freezing during the day and below freezing at night. And I have some stats about the percentage of maple syrup that Canada uh, puts out that are going to blow your mind. Alberta, Canada is the home to the Canadian Stampede. And Alberta, Canada is known for having the best beef in Canada. I was surprised to hear that beaver tail is a very popular dish in Ottawa. As I have mentioned on several other shows, because I have many Canadian shows I've done, poutine is the national dish of Canada. Now, let's talk about a couple foods that are unique and invented in Canada. These are the foods that were created in Canada. Obviously, Canadian bacon. But did you know that Hawaiian pizza was invented in Canada and has nothing to do with Hawaii. A pizza shop owner in Canada invented Hawaiian pizza. Also, Canadians have given us sushi pizza. And here's a shock. All right. How about the fact that split pea soup was invented in Canada? I was shocked to see that. I love a good split pea soup. If you guys know where I can find a good split pea soup with a nice chunk of ham, uh, go go to Dining on a Dime at Yahoo.com and let me know. You can communicate with me in regards to anything on the show by going to Dining on a Dime at Yahoo.com. Send me an email. Uh, but split pea soup was invented in Quebec, which is the same place where poutine was invented. Uh, I'll get into this later, but the chips, the potato chips that you buy in Canada, the Canadian people love wild-flavored potato chips. So when you go to Canada, you're going to see a lot of crazy flavors of potato chips. And that is because uh, our great friends in Canada love the odd flavored potato chips so when you go to canada you're going to see a lot of potato chips that you've never seen before 
ketchup potato chips, which we have here in the U.S., uh, are very popular in Canada. Canadians eat more Kraft macaroni and cheese. Now, in Canada, it is called Kraft Dinner. But what they're talking about is the Kraft macaroni and cheese that you would eat in America. So Canadians eat more Kraft macaroni and cheese than any other place in the entire world. How about that? Okay, I went into a long spiel about what the Americans call it and what the Canadians call it. Toronto is the most diverse city in the entire world. Over half of Toronto's population are people that were born outside of Canada. Along with this diversity, Toronto has a very diverse food scene. And many cuisines can be found in the restaurants in Toronto. The Montreal smoked meat sandwich was invented 100 years ago. And at the time of its invention, it cost only five cents. Now, you're probably sitting at home saying, what is a Montreal smoked meat sandwich? It is a combination of pastrami and corned beef on rye bread smothered in mustard. It's a Canadian classic. Winnipeg is one of the five most coldest cities in the world. What does that have to do with cuisine, you ask? It is because Winnipeg offers a wide range of cuisines that cater to everyone's taste and pocketbooks. So they're not all expensive. So you can eat in Winnipeg very inexpensively. Okay? Now, I have always said that your body is acclimated to the environment you live in. So Canada is a very cold place. So I was not shocked to find out that more Canadians buy ice cream during the winter than they do during the summer. How about that? I'm going to say that again. Canadians buy more ice cream in the winter months than they do in the summer months. So let that sink in. How about that? All right, here's the fun fact about maple syrup that I told everyone earlier. Canada produces a whopping 71% of the world's supply of maple syrup. And 91% of that 71% is produced in Quebec. So 71% of all maple syrup in the entire world is from Canada. Now, here's something that blew my mind. I want everyone to pay close attention because this shocked me. Canadians eat more pasta than any other country in the world. What? You're probably tapping your, uh, your listening device right now saying, did I hear that correctly? Canadians eat more pasta than any other country in the entire world. There are more donut shops per capita in Canada than any other place in the entire world. And if you do your research, you will come to realize that Canadians love donuts. Tim Hortons is big. Uh, Canadian people love donuts. 
And there are more donut shops per capita in Canada than any other place in the entire world. Roughly 80% of all alcohol consumed in Canada is beer. How about that? 80% of all alcohol consumed in Canada is beer. Around 10% of Canadians are vegan or vegetarian. Now, when people think of Canada, they think of poutine. Although poutine was invented in the 1950s, it did not make the dictionary until 2014. So poutine was invented in the 1950s, but it did not make it into the dictionary as a word, poutine, until 2014. Now, as I have said on our last couple of shows, if you go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, this show does excellent on Amazon Music. I've already got a fabulous Canada show on the, on the, uh, on the platform. So if you're looking to learn fun things about Canada itself, just go to the podcast platform. I have a show that I did with tons of fun facts about Canada. And that show actually gives a world traveler his actual experience traveling to Canada. So go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, any place that carries podcasts and look up Learn About World Cuisine and subscribe to the show. But if you go to the podcast platform, look for my Canada show. Because I'm not going to insult the intelligence of my long t- long listeners. I don't want to in- insult the intelligence of my longtime listeners. So if you go and listen to my Canada show, a lot of the fun facts about Canadian cuisine are located in that show. So what I like to do is I do not like to repeat the same stuff over and over. Each week, you're going to get new content. So I have another half hour of fun facts about Canadian cuisine. Go to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio. This show does outstanding on Amazon Music. Look up Learn About World Cuisine. Subscribe to the show. Look down at my podcast archives and look for the Canada show. And I have literally another 30 minutes of fun facts about Canadian food. So like I said, I don't like to insult the intelligence of my long-term listeners. So if you want to get more fun facts about Canadian cuisine, check out my, uh, my podcast platform and, uh, and look up the Canadian Cuisine Show. So as I say every week, we're going to end it. I think we covered it. I think we did a good job this week. Fun facts about Niagara Falls. And I think we did a good job covering fun facts about Canadian cuisine. So don't forget to go to your favorite podcast platform and download more shows. I try to make sure every single episode is under 40 minutes so that you can listen to a lot of episodes at once. Some of my episodes are only 25 minutes. So I do the show right from my living room. doesn't cost me anything. So I put out content every single week. This is episode number 143. I encourage everyone. 
to do what our friends in Canada did just two weeks ago. And go to your favorite podcast platform and download all 143 shows. We just had our good friends in Canada. One of the reasons I wrote this show today is because just two weeks ago, our great friends in Canada downloaded my entire library. So, as I say every week, if it's Thursday morning, it's time for you to go to your favorite podcast platform and look for the latest edition of the greatest food and travel podcast in history called Learn About World Cuisine. I will talk to everybody next Thursday.